Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, Claudia, we are here for week three of our series on fake goals. Yes, we've been talking about how sometimes we want to motivate our employees. And because of that, we implement false techniques or real techniques in less than productive ways. That's right. We kind of read about it in a book or learn about it. Some great company got ahead and was setting goals, so we will set goals, but we either they're vague or they're arbitrary, or this week we're going to look at the situation where they actually are moving and changing on people. And we want to pull that apart, kind of almost think about the amusement park with the shooting gallery and the moving targets in the backdrop and trying to, you know, take aim at something that's, you know, by the time you shoot is no longer where it started out. Well, Carl, we've talked a lot over our podcasts about being flexible, about adjusting, taking into account things that come up and having a framework where we learn from those things. Mm-hmm, What's the difference true. between really this, what we're talking about, changing, moving targets and, you know, change? Okay. Well, that's a good question because things do change in reality. And we are big believers in being adjusters and being able to take that into account. So uh, we need to look at that. And the, the main difference has to do with you know, whether you intend it or not, whether you're um, paying attention and to things changing and uh, becoming aware of it and choosing to adjust things. And then everybody makes those adjustments. And when it's not intended and when change sneaks up on you or something happens to you and you're using it as a fake goal where you're actually not exercising the leadership you're supposed to. Most common example is that project where you've got a great schedule, everybody's working in concert and the budget's worked out and the timing's worked out to meet the deadline and get things done. And then the client calls and has some change they want to make. That's reality. It happens all the time. Now, the problem with the moving target, though, is the leader, instead of what we would say is their responsibility to talk to the client about that change and to move a deadline up, that's going to affect things. So we need to take that into account. The leaders we're talking about today and what we want to point out, they don't stand as interference with the client, and they just move that moving target onto the team. And so now it becomes, you know, the group's responsibility to meet this change deadline, for example, or this shrunken budget. And when that doesn't happen, they get blamed. So what we want to point out and chat a little about today is how that doesn't work. Take what needs to be your task when the target moves, which happens, and placing it on your team, thinking that you know they'll somehow be motivated or willing or able to just squeeze what last week you said took three months into two months. Well, it strikes me it just then becomes a situation which makes your employees hesitant or feel at a disadvantage. Definitely, definitely. First time it happens, I promise you, the next time you do a project, when they t- when you ask how long something will take, they will they will say a longer time. They will not tell you the truth. They will say it takes longer. When you ask how much something is going to cost, they're going to tell you it's going to cost more than it really does. They're going to build in their own cushion because they know that when the target changes, which is likely in this world, that you're just going to foist the implications of that change on them. And then you've got this situation where you're no longer telling the truth to each other and you're no longer actually collaborating and doing the sort of adjusting that you mentioned at the start of the show. 
Well, it strikes me that, and this is sort of a this is sort of a way an exaggeration for the point of, for the for making the point is it strikes me as if you're the boss, you think I know we do this work, I know my work, I know it takes this amount of time and this amount of money, and so you sort of make a decision because you're the boss and you know what it takes. But you're not in the day-to-day operations. There may be something else you don't know, a shortage in supplies mm-hmm. somewhere. There may be a backup with, you know, if you do business, you know, so other contracts that you have out, employees, you know, you know, other things that they're committed to, which you may not be considering. You don't have all the information. And even if you do know your job, do you think we see a difference between communication and coordination? Do you think when we want to ask our employees help, we feel too weak or their input? Oh, that's a good question. Not to argue with that. I need to think about that one. That's a good one. It's more the other way that they are weak, but they're weak toward the client. So when the request is made or the demand to get something done earlier or to you know do more for a smaller fee, that the, our, our courage flags at that point. And we don't have tools or the, you know, the wherewithal to stay in conversation with that person. And you know, in the worst case scenario, say no, but in the best case scenario, keep talking with them about the implications. And then you know, one of the things they may need to do is say, well, I need to talk to my team first, which gets to your point. I need to see what the implications to this change would have with other things that we're working on and other commitments that we've made. And I will get back to you whether we can make that commitment to you right now. But right now, I can't make that commitment to you, though I, you know, until I check into this sum. One, they may not communicate well with their team, your point, and not want to consult them. But even if they do, I think they also, the courage flags with the client. They're afraid they won't get the next job. They're afraid they won't get paid on time. They're, you know, they feel less powerful than the other person. So they're not honest with them. They go ahead and make a promise. They have no knowledge of whether they can keep or not. Then they turn around and put the burden of fulfilling that promise on the team. And then if it doesn't get fulfilled, blame them, which leads to the motivation and loyalty problems that we refer to that no one's going to ever trust a deadline this person sets again. And again, you're going to get this into this game playing where you got to cushion your own budgets, cushion your own schedules, because you know you got a boss who's going to put the burden of anything that happens, any change that happens that's outside of your control, you know, lay that burden on you. That's hard. Well, it strikes me too that the purpose, as we've stated in the last couple of weeks, is to motivate your employees. So by changing, moving targets and these goals that you're really fulfilling the opposite, as we've talked about. If you have their inputs and they all agree, oh, we're in this together, it is going to cost us Mm. overtime, it is going to cost us more work and X and X and X amount of resources dedicated to this one client. But if they're on board with that, that's more motivating to getting a job done. That's that's a great point. And you may have some that feel like, oh, well, you changed the, you know, you pulled the rug right out from under us, then we're not going to be able to dedicate. It's not going to be a good quality product or service. Right. The less involved and the less voice people have and the less participation they have in solving the problem, the more you know, resentment and standoffish and, you know, this isn't my problem that they're going to be in fixing it. So your, your, you know, insight on that one is dead on because it's almost like, I don't know, people, I know people know their teams aren't children, but the whole motivating by manipulation is childish. It's like, you can't talk to these people. You can't have a difficult conversation about a difficult topic. So you got to come up with this new goal that you could put on them and that's going to somehow motivate them. And that's that thinking is so off. That's, you know, so not connected to reality. I don't know. I don't even, I can't even fathom why it's as common as it is. 
accept that many of us get leadership before we're ready and no one helps us with it. No, that's what we're trying to do here. Even though we're poking fun at you, our beloved listeners, you know, it's, it's also a form of equipping that we're saying, you know, there's alternatives. Let us help you catch yourself on some of these things that are out there popular in the culture, but really backfire in the long run and build something healthier so that you actually can sit down when that awkward schedule change comes from the client with your team. And as you said, involve them in solving the problem. And you'll be able to get back to that client with a lot more alternatives than you will on your own. I think people are in, particularly in leadership, when they are feeling less equipped in certain areas, tend to kind of get their backs up against the wall and sort of forget that they, they are the boss. I mean, you could say to your team, you know, client X wants this many more of the orders and I want to get it done. It's important for our client and then involve them in that is not to say that's a difference between saying you're going to do this and you're going to do it now versus I'd like to do this. Our goal is to do this. Let's figure out how we can do it together. Exactly. And those are good clues not to judge anybody, but those are good clues for yourself that if you're feeling those sorts of things, trapped, we got to do this, shortcuts, it's, it's really a, a good just pausing point for what's to check in with yourself on what's really going on. And I think most of the time what you will find is that you're afraid of something or you feel powerless in this relationship with the client and you don't know what to do. And if you can become aware of that, that doesn't have to become this horrible leadership fail. That's just an honest feeling. You don't know what to do. So go to the team, talk about it, get it out there. You know, you don't have to turn it into this, I'm a bad leader or I'm a weak leader to have those feelings. You can have those feelings and the good leader addresses them and goes and gets the advice and the support and the wisdom they need. Well, next week we'll be talking about dangling the proverbial carrot. Ah, yes. Carrot that just always slightly out of reach <laughs> well, you're welcome on the blog with comments and any questions at boldenterprises.com thanks for joining us see you next time this podcast is a bold enterprises production